0: Okay, we left off in the Yo Yoda, which in your handouts is page 7. Or page 1, whichever. It's 1 and 2 in the back, it's the equivalent. Yo Yoda is going to give us a deeper insight into... Some of the workings in Shemayim, these Cheshpenes, are very complicated, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. At least it'll give us some understanding. We discussed last week the difficult decision of Yoshio Amelach, what his Havmina was, what his Maskana was, was there a conversation? Yes. Should there have been more conversation, apparently the answer to that is yes, even though Yoshio didn't feel he was getting, uh, getting a direct uh, tzivoy not to go. And perhaps, as we saw, he didn't have access to the Urvatumim. He had put it away already. And the Nevi apparently was mandated to sort of tell him, but not tell him, Racha Katana, to be Magdil the Nisayan. And the next comment for the Ben Yoda is the second column second to last paragraph and he gives you another layer of depth in terms of why Yoshio, although he had Bechira was sort of bashered that he didn't pass it, didn't make the right decision and had to be punished in this way and it has to do with Sayyid HaGilgulam so take a look, Kasha. kivin dahayya evdeh lama hanavi so we were discussing why did he give him a clear decision in terms of going or not going to battle against Pyram. His decision was predicated on the fact that he had caused the tshuva movement, which he did. He had cleaned up the Yavad Hazard, which he did. And there were very few, if any, of the Avarazar left. And therefore, it should be zeiched to the promise of La lo'asav ha'ba'etzachem. The Mitzis wasn't so, so why didn't Yirmiya Navi just tell him there were people doing Avodazar inside, they're behind the doors, and you come in and you can't see it, and they're laughing at your shlichem. So even if there's no directive, that little crucial piece of information would give him the ability to make the correct decision, and the information wasn't there. Why not? Shamla Mesha he certainly would have listened to, had he been given this information. And that would have been the easiest way to figure this out. Nearly, get the pushup shot. Nothing's pushed here. Is that that was part of his nissan? Would he catch the remez of the navi? And what we saw from Rashi and the Anyakov, he should have realized the navi was still giving heavy muster all over the country, and it must be that not everybody was there yet. He should have understood that Rames. Okay, Ben Yehuda wants to know, so he didn't understand it. So why not tell him Beferish? Nearly, we're in the second column, second to last paragraph, four lines down. The Ben Yehuda in the back. Nearly the isav b'sefer ha'derus b'shemam b'kabolum. niskalgil nisgalgil b'yeshio. Ochoz. Achaz was the first of the Malchah Yehuda to really go off. Wasn't as bad as Manasha will be, although Menashe does tshuva. We don't know what level Achaz will do tshuva. We'll see in a moment a glimpse into the Pintalayit of Achaz. He's the first one to publicly start up with the program of the Meserah and to lock the doors of the Bez Medjush and to try to force the hand of Klei Yisrael off the derech Achmar L'Azlan his uh, son Cheskio or Hashem did the exact opposite Achaz V'Nerag B'Machama L'Chaper B'Gilgal HaOver see here we have with Seid HaGogulim that one of the reasons that Yeshio HaMelech will not have Siyat and will go to battle and get killed is because he is a Gilgal of Achaz and his nigzer as a kapara for the Averes of Achaz. It also answers, as the goes on to say, ravi izdam, yatsme mena. Why did he have to get hit in so many places? Why did he have to be losing blood in hundreds of places in his body? Why does it have to be so gruesome, so to speak? is And there was much kapara needed for Achaz and... Hence, each review is dumb, served as almost like a separate misa. The chayn din al atsmoy and as we know from the Psukim, do the Tzadik that he was, he was matzik the din. He realized he made the wrong decision; he should have picked up the ramazim. But on a deeper level, he's also matzik the din on himself of the Sheri shiv neshama of uh, the gilgal of achaz. V'amar tzaddik u'ashem kepi marisi, ramati remez Bazer. Then Yishchai says, He saw the mistake happening. He understood why it was happening. He understood he would go to battle and get killed. Can you imagine how painful this must have been for the Navi? He's describing that Yermio was looking at this and... Although I'm sure still davening for a positive outcome, understood why it was happening and apparently felt was not at liberty to stop it. Number one, can't take away his Bechira, And number two, the Seder Gogulam understood there was some sort of kapura that was about to take place. I don't know how much he saw before, but clearly understood this afterwards. But uh, the way he puts it. Yad so sounds like he had a premonition he understood beforehand as well. That means the nets, the traps of the people. The push-up shot is the people tricked him, and that's why he went to battle. Kari his own. Trap, meaning the former Averis. And Yeshua HaMelech was trapped and killed to be mesak in this, among other things. They said a is never the only pshat, because however you understand the gogulim the neshama at present has their own avodah, <laughs> and there has to be a cheshpen with Yeshua Melech himself. I mentioned last week. Sound right? No. Not yet. Five, but your, your also is, the uh, mm-hmm. he doesn't bring down, he has he access to all the Svarim of the Gogol and doesn't, uh, doesn't mention that. It's an interesting point. Uh, but he says the Deek of the Kfar. Remember I mentioned last week? Uh, the K- Kfar is a sieve. It's a, very, it's a very graphic description, okay? He was pierced in many, many, many places and his body was like a sieve. It had so many holes in it. Still, I guess if I didn't know this Ben Yoyad ahead of time, maybe we wouldn't ask the question, but the word is unusual. Why use that expression? He was leaking from so many places. He was oozing blood from so many places. His body was like a sieve. Cavaras don't really get our attention nowadays as they do or as they would have in the olden times. Um, a sieve is still used, I don't know, picture a calendar for spaghetti? It still makes, I don't know, put the spaghetti in, water goes out. That's a sieve, no? I have a different name for it. Sorry, right, we're also adding a kitchen. Why? I think, uh, what was that? It's Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just confused you more. It uh, has a lot of holes in it. Malame Shasu L'chol Gufa K'Kfar. Ch'enam HaMajr Sheikha Aleph Amr Amani Sholash Next page. Ch'itzim <laughs> HaRibay. Major Sheik gives the number 300 times. 300 arrows. And that means it wasn't just a wound or two. Achanase gufo kikvara again. This muscle, he was oozing blood, and the body was like a sieve. So, lahavin lama nakti chazal dimyon ze shal Gabe gabeyashiyo. Why this word? Why this dimyon? Uh, fascinating. What he's about to say. Achyadu amasha amu besanhedin daf kufdalam aleph apasek tzeina likras achaz amasirus. Stay Kavis. We learned this year and this year, a number of months back, the Navi was told to go to see Achaz Amelach, and he was standing at that point in the stay Kavis in the washer field, there were areas where Nashim used to do their laundry or the professional Anoshim, the dry cleaners. wasn't dry though. You'll see why. My Kavis. So. It's a strange place for a Melech Yisrael to be. And it's odd that the Pesach Wadavka mentioned this spot. So the Pasig is being meramezed to the fact that when the Navi came, Ochoz, the Pintoli, the bigger Rasha that he was, unfortunately there will be Melech Yehuda coming up, who are not bashful about what they're doing and have no qualms about being lahaches in your face. Achaz wasn't ready to do that yet. When he saw the Navi, he was embarrassed. He saw the Navi at the corner of his eye coming with his talmud. He was embarrassed. And he wanted to hide and he wanted to run. He was hoping the Navi didn't see him, which is interesting. Why well, the Melech think the Navi doesn't know who he is? He doesn't realize the Navi was sent here, Dafka, to, to give him Musur. Okay. You want to bury your head in the sand, but he literally wanted to do it. He didn't want to be seen because he was embarrassed. That's a good thing for the Pintel and 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 he quickly grabbed a sieve, grabbed a clee with holes in it, and put it over his head. You don't know whether the laugh or cry cried the scene. He sees the malachis he's over there, he puts this thing over his head, and he just starts walking slowly past him so he wouldn't recognize him. This thing he put in his head... Matter of fact, we're learning a night seder now. Just have the story we're not finished with about the taking a shower. Same exact kli. He had this inverted sieve and uh, you fill it up with water and it trickles out and you take a shower. Every Shabbos, you wash your hair. And most of the time, water comes out and once in a while, blood comes out when David Amalekh is in trouble. It's the same kli. So he took this, he flipped it over and he put it on his head. It's no coincidence we're learning both siddhis at the same time. And he walked by. The Navi did know at the moment, did know at the moment, he got by. He either let him by or he got by. But he slipped out. That midah of Busha was what got him the Kaper over here. That I means there was still something there in his Neshama. Because if he is so lahach, deep down, it's never all gone. Because as we explained yesterday, not coincidentally, in this year, the midah of the Kas and Lashanahara and wanting to or you speak bad about people who are firmer than you, comes from the midah of deep down, you feel guilty, why aren't you doing that? So you either join them, or you make fun of them. It's the same midah, but it's a midah, a busha, something there. Making fun becomes lahachis and combative, and that is worse for a person's ruch, and it's Over here, he wasn't combative, he put the thing on his head and he slipped by. As he explains, Piresh Rashi, Klima nukov zalfin shemazalfin al albagadim, and like when you take a shower, well, the water comes out of this Kli and you use this to wash the clothing. He put it on his head, because he was embarrassed. He had this last vestige of Busha, that means he understood still he was doing something wrong. If you recall, we went over the Mishnah of the kings who were Risham, and unfortunately the list is longer, if you learn of it, you know this, longer, a lot longer than the list in the Mishnah. And the Gemara discusses why isn't plenty on the list, why isn't money on the list? Well, Achaz should have been on the list. He wasn't, because he wasn't as bad as some of the other ones, and he had this Midah Busha, wanted to slip by to not have to face the navi Nimsa. Why? Per-chets. Per-chets, yeah, the first mission. So it's, why is he not there? The answer is, because he had this Midah. Nimsa. So he had the schus, that his nashama should get Masukan through being a gogol in... Yoshiya, Melach, Neisha'ilah, Beishid, Panim, Sheni, Achli, Menuchov, Shalkeisen, Shasu, Kikvara. They shall hear Yoshiya, Navi, Alav Shalom, Lachain. Ata. So now the tikkun process, as the Melach Yoshiya was killed. Chain Ata, Kishen Iskan, Barigas, Yoshiya, Onase, Gufa, Kikvara, Davka, Baharigasai, Lirmaz, Chus Abusha, Shalaisala, Kisheni, Achli, Shalkevara, Arayshai. Only the Ben Yoyad can put this together. He says the uh, key to why he deserves such a and not every neshama gets to be magulgul and a tzadik asad elam, like Yeshua HaMelech. Okay, they're very related, he was a descendant. Okay, but still, what did he do? The answer is at least he understood that he wasn't performing as Amelach and as a Yid, and he was afraid and embarrassed in the Navi, and he put this pail on his head. Garmla atta bahari gasa As I told you at the beginning, this is very complicated. And Sayyidulim is not necessarily limited to one gilgul. One Neshama, you can have and an says you can have a gilgul, you can have a few Neshamas beyond us, but he reminds us. Haila Aid Nashamas Gadalas Rabbas Mavadnefish Achas Vlahaya Kulo achas. He wasn't a straight Golgol of Achaz. Where this works in Olam in Schar Inish, uh, only Akash Baruch Hu figures out. But there is a GSI and He's reminding you of that. This isn't the whole story. This is a small part of the story. But the Remez with the Gufa HaKefar is astounding. Okay, so after that he explains he was mastic the din and he understood that he was paying for something he did. Again, don't take away the uh, main shot of the story. Yesheu Meloch was a tzaddik. This is his big fatal mistake in life and he had Bechira and he's getting punished for what he did or didn't do. It's clear from this Seidah Golgulim as Ben Yoyada that had he not been also taking care of the various nashamas, Ochaz, primary one we're focusing on, he would have had What's yet the That That's very important in all these very, very monumental decisions in life, and especially when it's Naget, like, yeah, the So, this is now going to very quickly get completely out of control and lead to the Churban because it's going to be very hard to fix up. He was the last hope. Last hope until we talk about the other hope of Tsitgyo, but it's you'll understand from the context of the next few months, this was the last possibility. And he understood that he might not succeed. That's why he's hiding the, the Aaron. And it didn't help that Achaz needed a tikkun over here. But that's part of the story. There's a lot, I don't want to say the positive sign. There's a lot of sovis weighing on us in a positive way to perform and give us Yatashmaya and Lele knew a lot of negative things in the past that weigh on us as well. And all this goes into the decision. And we still have Bechira. We don't have to sit and worry about uh, which google would be Masakim and what are we here for. We're here to do misses, do Ras shem, and try to figure it out with a push-up shot. But you see from here, just a small insight of what goes into this. Yes? It seems like the pale was a good thing. Definitely was. He needed the kapara. No, he was Zechad to get this kapara because of this small amount of busha. You see, uh, right. but he needed a big kapara. The fact that he was Zechad to be a Gilgal in Yeshua HaMelech and get such a kapara was because of this, but he still, there was a big mess in terms of the history of his Averis. No, but that's a, the, the Remus here shows that he even got into the picture. He's not in the mission of Elam. Gone, goodbye. He's in the picture, and the picture is that he can be zechet to a kapara. Is the kapara painful? Yeah, but at least at least he was in the uh, in the running, so to speak. Yes. So I guess we could say that when that when somebody sees blood coming from Kvaro, what it means is that there's there's something that ultimately will be, will be a kapara for the. king. There's a tikkun, yes. For the king, but bad for Parizra, that's what Avisha. That was. Is that the image that if you this? want to put uh, Sunday morning and I say it together, which is uh, ironic that way, yes, it's blood is not a great sign. It could be a sign that there's hope and you can use the simon to fix things up, which is what happened over here. And which you're pointing out what happened over there. What did he use the sign for? That together with the of flapping his wings, he used it to spring <coughs> into action to save Davenamalek, which he did. He saved him. So, yes, of course, it's it's not... Good news and potential if you don't do something about it. But if you use it and the Tikkun is made, then it's wonderful. So He's, it, he it, he it, got it, there on time. He saved David. It. it would seem that there has to be a connection between the, the Abishai thing and, and, and this, not just that... Oh, um, if you uh, remind me, maybe we'll talk about it at night, We'll connect it again. But it is, it is quite amazing that uh, there's the only two places two places where this appears and we happen to be learning at the same time. Uh, two of us, so now we can say Kriya Okay, with that Tikkun, you can be makaba Omo Choshamayim. Let's go back to the Navi, And uh, we will see what happens after the battle. So, to Malachim Bey's Perek Chav Gimel. Pasek Lamed Aleph. Anybody wants to uh, sponsor a set of Shaftim, the next uh, Tkufa maybe after the summer I don't know how long it's going to take but we are getting to the tail end of Malachim Bays and I'm happy to uh, Shaftim will be a lot of um, <coughs> drama, ups and downs Musur Hashkafa, Dinim like we have Shmuel and Malachim if you've been with us the last 22 years but uh, Shaiftim is something we've been looking forward to. So uh, anybody wants to look into buying a set of Shaiftim. And what? <laughs> Yeshua after Sheftim. Shavtim is more nogeya to us in terms of, uh, not that Yeshua is any less important, but there, there's more mapping in Yeshua. I, I want to do Shavtim first because it's... Uh, Somewhat more familiar and less familiar at the same time. A lot going on there. It'll, it'll take us years, mitzvah, Hashem. Hope we should all be here in uh, good health or in Eitz Yisrael. But uh, preferably in Eitz Yisrael, learning about uh, what went wrong in the period of the Sheftim, what went right, so we can uh, keep the Gula Shlema. That doesn't need... Once the Gula Shlema is here, we're going to keep it. We just have to maximize on it. So, um Hashem, what I have slated next is uh, is Sheftim. But uh, we're not we're not there yet, and there's a lot to learn before that. Again, Malachem Be'ez, Perek Gimel, Pesach Lamed Aleph. Actually, let's go to Pesach Lamed. Perek Gimel, Pesach Lamed. B'yekivu avoda meis min bigida v'yaviyu yisholayim. This is the Misa of Yeshia HaMalach. B'yekivu b'kvoros avikach ha'maretz. Es Yehoachaz ben Yeshua v'yimshcho asav v'yamlicha Asai tachas aviv. Two important view of the Posek. First of all, it says over here, Rikach Ama'eretz Es this is the second time we see such a thing. The process for appointing a Melech is very clear in the Rambam. You need to be mashuach Hashem, which means the Navi has to indicate to Klai Yisrael what the Kosh Hu wants, and then it has to be ratified by the Sanhedrin. Why in the world would the Sanhedrin have to ratify something when they get a message from the Navi Bashem Hashem? The answer is, if they're smart, they'll ratify it very quickly. But you still have to gauge the desire of the people. And unfortunately, if they're not cooperative, then it might be Hashem's advice, this is the best pick, and the people aren't ready for him. That's not a good scenario. But Sanhedrin has to officially appoint him, understanding the desire of the people. He has to be the Bechir am and the Mashiach Hashem. It's fei dinim in appointing the king. And sometimes you have a scenario where the king is still king because he's the Mashiach Hashem, like Devonimelech, and at certain points in his life he wasn't the Bechiram, like when Avshalom rebelled, and almost when Adonai rebelled, and he had a Din Melech, and also a Sochakir, as The Biskarof talks about the Sveidinim. This is a real Sveidinim. And he says maybe at that point uh, they discussed what carbon would he bring. He was off the throne, but he was still supposed to be the king, and he's supposed to be fighting to come back. Over here we have a scenario where the Navi didn't get involved at all, and this Ahejan apparently, didn't get involved at all at all and the pusik says amharis that's not a very amharits is like amharits that means that the people just got involved and the Gedalim didn't get involved. they realized that after yoshio was gone there's really not any uh, reason to get involved because the people who were already in Yoshio's time were causing trouble. Just he had a lid on things, but he thought he got rid of them. And the lesson over here is he didn't. And now they're going to rear their not-so-beautiful head. I don't want to say ugly head, we're talking about a yidin, but uh, they're going to assert themselves. And the Chachamim and gedolim didn't get involved because they didn't think they could really make a ration. And it shouldn't be that people should say later, this is done under the auspices of the true leaders. That's a fascinating insight. They can't do anything, and therefore they're not getting involved. Is that the next step? We would say, you know, why not try? Maybe you'll succeed. They understood, and there's no criticism of Chazal over here. I have a uh, similar notion also from Chazal from the Gemara, and it was unfortunately under similar circumstances shortly before Bay Baisheni. Things are so out of hand, the Sanhedrin left Lishka Sagazus. Throwing in the towel? The answer is the good news. Chazal never threw in the towel. It's the question of a public stance or a quiet leadership. And they understood that there are always going to be Mitzvah Shem Gidin who listen to Chachanim and they want to follow, and they're we're always going to have Sadiqim, and we're still going to lead Klai Yisrael if whoever wants to listen, but we're not going to be part of the government. And this happened a number of times in history. This is uh, the first blatant one. that was one remembers like this before, but this is going to be the theme till the Chorban. It's going to happen by Ba'i Shani when Sahedrin sort of doesn't stay. They felt it was a big achil Hashem to be in Lishchus HaGozas and, and not have the control they need. It not functioning. They just went somewhere else. It has less power. There's certain demons they can't <laughs> do. It was a sign that don't look over here and say, Sanhedrin's in there, muck and why aren't they doing anything, and what's going on, why is it not? They felt they, they couldn't control. It's a big to make it look like you can control everything, and we're going to control the destiny of Kalei's which they did anyway, but it's not going to be as overt. And throughout shaney. After Yanai killed Mosul Chachamim, the ones that remained, went on the ground. they still passed on the Messera. the godless, the reason we're still sitting here. They still passed it on under very difficult circumstances, and under the Romans, they sometimes had to give smicha, and speaking of gufo k'kvara, and get shot with many, many arrows. You can put that on your list. <laughs> also a, uh, maybe he was a Google uh, th- there were times in history they realized that they have to do what they have to do and the Messiah will be passed on to however many or few people are willing to hear it. But it's going to be done. Hashem promised that the Yom HaShiv will be part of Kalei Yisrael. But over here, they clearly step back. Yikach amar, it says, Yeachaz, Yeachaz, as we'll see soon, is uh, not the Yoshio, and that's an understatement. Yim Shuchu HaShav, Yim Second dig in the Pesach, Yim Shuchu HaShav, Amelach Ben-Malach, Amalcha Yehuda, even from Al Yisrael, but certainly from Al Yehuda, because Davod has promised that he will never lose the Melucha. There will be kings who don't deserve it, do the wrong thing, and they will be punished, but it will go back to the next son who's the heir to the throne. And he does not need Meshicha. The Melach And here it says, they took Yehochaz ben Yeshio, v'yimshachor Asai, and they anointed him. Why are they anointing him? There's no need for Meshicha. And Rashi tells you the answer from Chazalm, Look at Rashi and Lamed. As we will see shortly, he had an older brother. Normally the older brother, all things being equal, neither of them are really fit for the throne, unfortunately. But if you're the Amoratsim picking, why in the world did they go to the younger brother? The answer is, uh, they thought, and when I say Amoratsim, it doesn't mean they all weren't learned. It means the real leaders didn't get involved, but they're looking at both and they say, no, lesser were the two evils. They might have figured he was less evil than his brother. And they were probably right. Neither of them were going to be effective or too good. And real lahachas, and get to Yolakim, I'm not even going to go through all the Gemaras to talk about what he did. We'll just t- t- touch upon it, is It's horrific. That means you have, I'm trying to be down the kashchus, you have a poor soul who, like Achaz uh, in the beginning, but not, Achaz is not nearly as bad. He had complete yish in the existence of Klei Yisrael and the Ammon and he's just going to try to douse his uh, guilty feelings in as much uh, oil, water, fire, Averis, call it what you want, and just try to drown everything out. It's like just drinking yourself silly, just not to remember, in Averis form. And he's going to do every wild Avera that no one would imagine you'd even have a Yetzirah to do. And the truth is, he didn't. He's just going to try to show, we're not the Amin of nothing makes a difference. Complete Yish on the situation, because it was desperate, and he knew it. And instead of trying to turn things around, uh, which can still be done... <coughs> He's going to completely give up and make sure everybody else gives up. And that's the theme of, that's what Acha started, that's what Menashe did at the beginning of his life, and it's going to be more pronounced as we slide toward the Chorban. Complete Yish, and then trying to drown out the Yetzir I hate to use the, the old bad Jewish joke, but it's apropos over here that a famous apicarius, and they asked him, uh, how do you manage to speak Fira and do such horrible things every day? Don't you have a Huri Tshuva? And he said, yes, it's a problem because I do, and I feel guilty deep down, I make sure to drink my negelvasa water every, uh, every morning. So negelvasa water is uh, redundant and superfluous, but it's not good for your health. The, the bad Jewish joke is that uh, there is always a pentaleid. and uh, the more they're acting out, the more you see there's a penteleid, and they're just trying to ignore it and not successfully. That's the good news. Uh, the bad news over here is we're not going to see the Pintali of any of these kings except for Tzadkio at the end. And the Meshichah was necessary because they were trying to choose whether they were right or they were wrong, the one best suited under the circumstances, and they skip over the Bachar. And halachically, that's odd. Rashi says, <speaking in Hebrew> The Badak will describe it. At Greater Length, and Mitsa we will pick up on that next week. Let's go to the Want <coughs> to give me an old copy of Peliyets so I can get everybody on the same page. Thank you. So we left off on Chil Hashem, the page Reish Tzvav, the second to last page of Hashem Hashleimim. So to recap what we said yesterday, we spoke about the Pintel Yid, as I just mentioned, and those that are always looking to catch the tzaddikim and the firmer and the uh, firmer than them and firmer than thou, the way they put it, unfortunately, and even or obeys Rabbon, and they're always trying to hop to show that they're doing the wrong thing because they feel guilty instead of so looking for the positive, and thereby creating a tremendous Chil Hashem by either blowing things out of proportion or being made to shame, things that legami aren't true, or trying to put things in a bad light. And the example he gave, which we saw yesterday, is even Taneke Shabbat Rabin. They'll take a young man who's acting wild. That was my example. Say, ah, you see, Benet Tere, they don't know how to act, and it's horrible, it's terrible, and we shouldn't send to yeshiva, all sorts of horrible things. And uh, if you ever hear that, well, the first thing you do is you walk away. Don't deal with the person, but if you think he might listen, you point out that the kid's nine years old, is age appropriate, and they have a long day, and the boys will be boys. Uh, Ronald Reagan was good for a few lines, and uh, I think he's the one, I don't know, he's not the one who said it in the first place, but uh, he said it about Yudin, it happens to be, after they bombed the nuclear, <laughs> Iraq, nuclear, <laughs> nuclear thing in Iraq, but... Boys will be boys, and people will be people. And if you're looking to be McCartrig, you'll find something real or imagined. And if you're looking for the positive side, you'll understand that the system is unbelievable and nothing's perfect, and we're always working on tweaking things. But from people, whenever I say this, is always pushback, like people don't want to hear good news. From people uh, are doing the right thing, want to do the right thing, and are not perfect and are always working to do the right thing, and if they don't, they're doing tshuva. And anybody looking to portray a different picture and a different story that everything's horrible and everything's falling apart and it's terrible and the education, everything's broken. It's, broken, it's broken, it's all you hear, it's broken. It's not broken. It needs improvement because everything needs improvement. That's what we're here for. So if you have a way to improve it, improve it. If you hear here Kanter because you're much happier, quote-unquote, when everything looks miserable, it's not miserable, people. So then that's the way you want it. It doesn't mean you have to be sharing it with everybody else. And whenever I say that, uh, um, Baruch Hashem accused of a wonderful compliment of being an optimist. If Clay wasn't made up of optimists, we wouldn't be able to pick ourselves up and rebuild every couple of generations, which we have done to the credit of our parents and grandparents. And yes, uh, many things uh, need tikkun because in this world it's never going to be perfect, so work on making tikkunim. Don't look to make a bigger hill of uh, mis- misguided uh, altruism, we'll call it. That's what he spoke about yesterday. And now he talks to the people who are trying to do the right thing, and he tries to help us along to uh, not only do the right thing, but look like we're doing the right thing, because there are always people looking to put in a bad light. So they have to try extra hard. It's never going to be perfect in this regard either because for people who are lekanter, who are unhappy, who are ridden with guilt feelings, are never going to be spinning it in a positive way no matter what you do. So you have to know that. And with that, try your best to make a kiddush Hashem anyway. Try your best. Tadaven, that they should she that always have the chachma. She and not only be doing the right thing but always try to look like you're doing the right thing. And if after you tried, they're still looking to poke fun and to be meitzishemra or to talk lashon to be magdel a mistake and to only focus on the negative. Choloshem is so severe. He says, Try your hardest, and at the end of the day, you can't control what everybody says, and the peanut gallery wants to make their comments. It's not your problem if you tried. You can't make everybody happy, and there are people and spend their life trying not to be happy. It's a sad thing. It's a nebuch on them, and it's a nebuch on the damage that it causes. Gama Meshe Rabbeinu tried his best, did his best, and succeeded in an incredible way, more than anybody else ever. And we know from Humish that time after time, he dealt with people who were interested in saying that he's not doing the right thing and that uh, everything's going wrong. Moshe Rabbeinu Kemat always did the right thing, as much as a human being can do, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by definition, is always doing the right thing. And they spoke against Moshe Rabbeinu and against HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Every complaint was leveled against Moshe Rabbeinu. At the same time, what is Hashem doing to us? What does Hashem want from us? they <coughs> <So, coughs> the tiny on HaKadosh Baruch that Hashem did something wrong, that Hashem is not fair. Not the first time, not the last time. The same people who do it with Hakaj Baruch Hu and the relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu want to do it with Hashem Shlichem. So the more Hashem represents, the more a person represents the Kosh Baruch Hu, the more he'll be a target. It's the way it goes. If you really tried your best to be right and look right, then Hashem will hopefully give you Siyat and give you the Kapara, even if they're spreading lies. Be very careful and deliberate in what you say and what you do. And always try to figure out how things are going to play out many steps forward. To understand, famous Maisa with the Stei which we believe once told. I don't have the time now to say it over again, but there was a fellow who was jealous of him and he was at Tzadik Said Elam, running a keil, a young man, and they spread vicious lies about him. And at the time, it was a mass of Chil Hashem. Of course, the whole thing never happened and he didn't do anything wrong. But they spread the lies nonetheless and he had to leave town. He ended up in Russia, in Russia from stroll. Because of that, and he never complained about it, and ended up being the Stechemet anyway. And he, other Rabbi, he says, all the Shemayim I was echid to in my learning. He said the Shemayim opened up. He had a, a phenomenal mem- memory; is not a is an understatement. He wrote the Stechemet. an encyclopedia, did that without computers, without Svarim come on And he <laughs> said that the turning point in his life where he felt it was Niftach, the Chochmah Shamayim, was from that point in his life where he didn't go on a rampage against the people in Taina and become bitter against the community. He just minded his own business and went right there instead of Hashem wants us to be a kapar, for whatever it is, and he went forward. That's what made him this day but everybody has to do that uh, to their madriga. Takana Shamanu, last paragraph, lemi. Chil Hashem, as we saw at the beginning, is a very serious Avera, and uh, the ultimate Tiquan is the Tshuva and the Sermon, the Misa, but we don't want to wait for that. You want to be misaken in your lifetime. So how do you do that? So the obvious way is to try to make it Kiddush Hashem. But he gives you another insight. She'achaven limser nafshay b'chal pam Sha'ima we say, have in mind, that you're really willing to be made to say your nefesh. means, You have to be willing to dial kish Hashem. We don't look for it. You run away if you can get out of it. But if it happens, it's Madrega and Eschus. It can happen in Kriyashma twice a day with the word, Bechon Nafshachah. Ba is Nafilis Apayim. That's interesting. There's still people trying to figure out where to daven, wherever they are, and saying tachron, that's what they want to daven. If they knew this pelayayats and many other things, they wouldn't be doing that. They'd be looking for the minyan and they do say tachron. You can be kind of on, on the avain of Chil Hashem with Nefilas Apaim the proper Machshava. Marshava taiva, kaj barachu, for lamaisa, rotsan and mitzvashem. We will continue tomorrow night with the buckets and the sieve.